Praise God. How many of you remember last week we prayed for Rebecca? Okay. For those of you who don't know, Rebecca is a young lady uh, who, when she was younger, has been coming to this church. Her grandma's a pillar in this church, Marilyn. And Rebecca uh, got into a very severe accident. They had to cut the roof, the top of the car off just to get her out. They had to resuscitate her. She died at the site. And um, um, in the natural, in a very, very bad condition. But in God, that's a different story, isn't it? Amen. And so we have been sharing with you progressively things as they've happened. And several weeks back, as you, let me just quickly refresh your memory. Um, we were called, the doctors said that she had died in the hospital several weeks after the accident. They resuscitated her. They said she wouldn't make it through the night. And uh, Pastor Jan and I went there, we prayed immediately, blood pressure from 198, I think, over 130 something, immediately, as we started to pray, came down to 122 over 60. And, um, you know, Pastor Jan shared that testimony with you while I was away. And um, the next day, the doctors were insisting and putting pressure on Marilyn to sign a do not resuscitate form. They had predicted the night before when we went there to pray that she wouldn't make it through the night. Well, this is two weeks later. We prayed last Sunday. And I got you all to stand as we've been doing over and over again. I want you to understand the power that we have in Jesus' name. Most of you don't know this. A few, the word has been leaking out a little bit. But last Sunday, when we prayed and we all stood... And we prayed in Jesus' name within two hours of us praying. Rebecca opened her eyes for the very first time in four weeks. Amen. Her mother was there live streaming the service and the nurse uh, saw us stand and pray for Rebecca. And it was just after that. Uh, whether it was an hour, two hours, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, Rebecca opened her eyes and the nurse started to talk to Rebecca. And the nurse wiped the tears away from Rebecca's eyes. And they were giving her more sedatives and things like that. And so then she went back to sleep. During the week, she's uh, squeezed a hand here, moved her toes when they've tried to tickle her. And uh, God is doing a work. But what God wants you to know is that God does works through His church. And the church is never an institution. It is never a brand name. It is never a denomination. The church is the people of God. Those that are born again in Jesus Christ. Now, I will say, denominations are made up of the church. I am not saying that denominations are not of God. I'm not saying... Uh, uh, that structured churches are not of God. This is a structured church. But we need to put the emphasis where the Word of God puts the emphasis. We are the church of Jesus Christ. Can I get an agreement? Amen. And so, you know, I, I couldn't wait to tell you here on Sunday morning that only within two hours, uh, Rebecca's eyes opened right after you all prayed. And I'll tell you what, I think 
we need to stop, we need to stand, and we need to give the Lord a shout of praise. So come on, let's all stand right now and just praise God for what He's doing. God, to you, we give the glory. To you, we give the praise. To you, we give the honor. And we thank you, God, for you are mighty. You are mighty. Thank you, God. You are her redeemer. You are her savior. You are her deliverer. And we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. You can take your seats. I want to share a couple of scriptures because in a moment, we're going to pray for Rebecca again. And we're also going to pray against this hurricane that's supposed to be coming our way. Amen. You know, in the natural, we say things like, I want to punch his lights out. Well, we're going to punch the eye out of the storm in Jesus' name. But I want to share some scriptures with you. Uh, those of you that have been with me for a while, you know I've shared many times that as accurate as the English translation is in the Word of God, it, it, it's always more profound and deeper when we go back to the original Greek. Sometimes in the English, the words power and authority are loosely interchanged in Bible translations. And that's why I often, when I study, I, I use my Greek and my Hebrew dictionary. It's a biblical concordance. Every word in the Bible is in this Strong's Concordance. If, you're, if you want to get into studying the Word of God, and every one of you should, I highly recommend that you get a copy of a Strong's uh, Exhaustive Concordance. But the point is, I want to show you a couple of scriptures. And you know, the song, Build Your Church, uh, pretty much covers all the scriptures I'm going to share here. Uh, I, I call this the three keys of the kingdom. Now, I know I'm going to preach later, but I, I think, you know, sometimes we can just preach sermons. And it's important that we get the Word of God into the congregation and we start practicing the power and the authority that God has given us. Uh, I, I know many of you are believing for a great revival. I believe we're going to see an awesome revival around the world. And it's... You know, my job here is to get you ready so that you can move in the power and the authority that has been given to us through what Jesus has accomplished on the cross. Are you still with me? Come on, are you in agreement? So I'm going to throw a couple of scriptures up. Uh, I know we're breaking whatever order, but really we don't have an order here in church. We always like to follow the Holy Ghost, and we're going to do that now. If we can put Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14 on the screen. And here, uh, Paul is writing to the church at Colossae, and he's talking about the fact that when we got born again, we got taken out of the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Now, this whole series I'm doing is uh, about the kingdom of God. So let's read this. He has delivered us. And in this translation, it says the power of darkness. In some translations, it says the dominion of darkness. 
and he has conveyed us in other words he has translated us he's beamed us out and he's beamed us up for anyone who's a Star Trek fan he has conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins now I want to show you how sometimes by just reading something on the surface in English we don't always get the full impact we uh, we become word numb we become numb to words and phrases especially in the Bible and we just gloss over them with a glazed look and a, a dull mind so I want to show you how this translates in this instance the word from the power of darkness or dominion of darkness doesn't matter what you use in the Greek this is what it says that he has delivered us from the exousia of darkness now that word exousia I've shared this with you before and I want you to just stay with me concentrate on what I'm about to show you because I'm about to show you three phenomenal keys in the kingdom of God I'm gonna tie some things together I have never heard them tied together I've never heard them preached like this in fact I've never heard what I'm about to share with you preached period in three weeks I've been invited up to Dr. Tom Renfro's conference up in Virginia they're expecting over a thousand people and uh, I I've been honored and blessed to be asked to speak in one of the morning sessions and of course I'll be I ask even now that you will be holding me up in prayer but this is something that a short uh, screenshot of what I'll be sharing in Colossians 1 13 to 14 it says we have been delivered from the exousia of darkness let's go back to the Greek translation the exousia of darkness the capacity the competency the mastery the magistrate the token of control of demons the influence the authority the jurisdiction you and I and I want you to understand this this is so central to understanding the gospel the good news the exciting news the hilariously happy news of the kingdom of God when you got born again if you are born again if you've asked Jesus Christ into your heart you got taken out of a kingdom where demons legally had the right to harass you demons legally had the right to mess you up you were taken out of a kingdom where Satan and his demons had authority over you ever since the fall of the first Adam Adam surrendered his post he abdicated and he gave his authority to the king of darkness and Adam who was meant to be God's vice-regent God's ruler on earth and all the descendants of Adam were meant to be created in the image of God you know if you're created in the image of God you can't be a second-class being you know that don't you if you're created in the image of God you can't be junk you're not junk Adam abdicated 
he forfeited he surrendered this position and legally what God had delegated to Adam Adam now delegated to Lucifer and so we've been under the kingdom we've been under the jurisdiction of demons they had the token of control they had the right to say I'm gonna hit you with cancer they had the right to say I'm gonna smash you against another car they had the right to break marriages and destroy and to wound and bruise people exousia governmental authority the first Adam sold us out but before you get too angry at him you and I are humans just like him and I would not want to have had the position that he had there's only one person who ever could have maintained that authority and there's only one person who now has it and always will maintain it and his name is Jesus Christ in the book of revelations when uh, the elders fall down before the Lamb of God Jesus and they start worshiping <laughs> and they say worthy 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 is the Lamb you alone are worthy to open the scroll why because only Jesus could have done what the first Adam failed to do and only Jesus could maintain this position of power and authority and only Jesus is worthy and worthy and worthy and worthy to hold this position and so the Bible says in this verse Colossians that when you were translated, when you were conveyed, when you were beamed out and beamed up out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of God, you were taken out from under the legal right that demons used to have. You see, you didn't get beamed out and beamed up until you got born again. This is what happens. We were living on earth like zombies, sons of the first Adam. Dead men walking. Dead on the inside and walking like a zombie on the outside. When you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, you are born again out of the first Adam and into the last Adam, Jesus Christ. When you are born again, you no longer belong in the kingdom of demons. You no longer belong under the authority and the auspices of Satan. And so Jesus takes you out of that kingdom and he brings you into his kingdom where he has exousia. Does everyone see that? When the enemy wants to come to you with a migraine, when the enemy wants to come to you with a vexing spirit, when the enemy of destruction wants to destroy your family, when the enemy of seduction wants to come and wreck you from the inside, you have every right to say to cancer, you have every right to say to infirmity, you have every right to say to the conflict that is brewing 
You have no authority over me. I am not in your kingdom anymore. Do you understand that if we are now in the kingdom of Jesus Christ, and Isaiah the prophet said, and the government is on his shoulders, that we now stand inside the kingdom of God, and those puny, already defeated demons want to crawl out of their dark, slimy, disgusting caves and they want to walk into the kingdom of God and convince you they can slap infirmity on you. They can vomit up and put garbage on you. And too often the church doesn't understand the depth and the reality of the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of God. We've learned the good news of salvation, how to get born again. But the gospel of the kingdom of God is so much more. They don't have jurisdiction over you anymore. In fact, when they come near you, they are now trespassing into the kingdom of God. They are illegally there and they are illegally trying to put on you things that Jesus paid the ransom for that you would not have to suffer yet again. Come on, are you with me, church? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to go to the next verse. And the next verse is this. Luke chapter 10, verse 18 and 19. And I shared this with you a couple of weeks in my sermon. Your authority is greater than Satan's power. If you don't remember, that's the sermon where I slid down the pulpit and then slid off the dais, right? Okay, let me read this to you. The 72 disciples had just returned. And they were excited because demons had to obey them. And they would come out and people would be set free of mental oppression. Healed of physical ailments. And they're all excited. They're jumping around and they said, even the demons respond to us. And Jesus said in verse 18, and he said to them, I was there. I saw Satan fall like night lightning from the heavens. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. That's symbolic for every kind of demon. You know what a serpent has? Venom. You know what a scorpion has? Venom. In the Garden of Eden, when Adam first fell, the prophecy that God said was that the enemy's camp would bruise the heel of all of Eve's seed. And through all the history of humanity, demons, like serpents and like scorpions, have been biting humanity and injecting us with the venom of hurt, the venom of shame, the venom of rape, the venom of abuse, the venom of mental oppression. But God also said to Eve, but your seed will crush his head. And so here in Luke 10, Jesus is saying, Behold, I give you exousia. Where I have taken you out, 
Kevin, from the exousia of the kingdom of darkness, I took you out of that, Jesus is saying. Demons no longer have the right to harass you or Emmeline. You're the priest in this house. You got two gorgeous babies, a lovely wife, and they are prettier than you. That's an inside joke. But anyway, uh, Jesus is saying he took the, you out of the kingdom of darkness. Demons have no right to harass you. And when they want to come for your wife or they want to come for your babies, they are illegally trespassing. Church, you need to know who you are. You need to understand. Why is the Old Testament the law? Because God is a legal God, but He's also a loving and gracious God. He's not just law, He's grace and mercy as well. And there are legal issues in the realm of the Spirit. And so when the demons come to take, to harass or to hurt your family, your children, they are trespassing illegally. And then Jesus says in this verse, Kevin, I'm going to keep picking on you. All right, I love the way you've been coming down the front worshiping, whether Emmeline's been in the nursery helping there or whether the two of you are together. I've noticed you guys really pushing forward, and it's awesome to see. But as a priest, as a young man, you are the covering of this family. You guys are the ones that will speak into your children. And according to how you speak into them, they will either be pillars in the house of God or they will be rubble on the side of the road. You have the exousia over serpents, demons, over scorpions, demons who come to bite and inflict the venom of hell into humanity. Behold, I give you, the word their authority is exousia. Uh, we just looked at it. And, uh, and over all the power, all the power. Everybody say all. all. How much is all? all? The word of God was not written in a fit of ecstasy and therefore it's subject to exaggeration. The Word of God was inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. That word power is the word dunamis. Dunamis means supernatural ability, miraculous. When we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, it's the beginning of flowing with supernatural power and supernatural ability. But Satan once wasn't a fallen angel. Once he was Lucifer and the Bible says he was like the brightest star. Just like Adam fell, Lucifer fell. Stay with me. In the Bible here, if we go back to Luke chapter 10, guys, it says, and I give you exousia over all the dunamis. Satan has miraculous ability. He has supernatural ability. We, it's good to see you, Zach. Been praying for you. Good to see you. Good man. Satan has supernatural ability. He's not a creator, but he's a distorter. God 
designed the human body to function perfectly. Even science will tell you it's a marvel. It's a mystery. It's phenomenal. Uh, in their crazy minds, it needs 60, 100 million billion years for one human being to come into existence. They've got to do that to find some way, incalculable way, to explain why the human body is so miraculous. Satan's not a creator, he's a distorter. And so what God ordained for every function in your body, he comes and because of sin in the world, he with his supernatural power touches a part of our body and causes it to start breaking down. He uses dunamis in the opposite way that God uses dunamis. Are you with me? Are you all hearing me? Okay. And so what Jesus says here, this is so cool. Yeah, Satan has supernatural power. Yes, he does. Demons have supernatural power. But you have governmental authority. You have exousia that is greater and above the supernatural ability of demons. Follow me. You have the exousia that comes from Jesus. Jesus said, I give you authority. So when you speak to a demon who's trying to bring infirmity to your body or harassment or poverty or devastation to your family, you are God's mashal. You were meant to rule. You are meant to have authority. You can say stop to sickness. You can say stop to what would be a tragedy. You can say stop to confusion and because your exousia comes from God it trumps the exousia of Satan it trumps the exousia of demons and the power of Satan the supernatural ability of demons must stop at the authority of God that you have been given so two points so far two points so far Colossians 1 tells us that you have been taken out from under the exousia of demons. You look them in the face, even though you can't see them. Get stirred up in your belly. Get stirred up in your Christianity. Get angry. Jesus said that Satan is a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Get PO'd. We know how to do that when we're driving. Get some Holy Ghost godly PO'd. Get angry. Get indignant. You have a bank account? Do you bank online? I know you like me and I know you love me and I know you respect me, but if I hacked into your account, would you get PO'd? You better. Or she might get PO'd with you. Come on now. Why do we make the things of God so far-fetched from our own realities? You got to get PO'd in the Holy Ghost. They are illegally trespassing. Do you understand Jesus paid his blood to ransom you out from under the authority of demons? 
Now they want to step on the blood of Jesus and they want to step on a son or daughter of God. You got to get angry. Don't, you know, pick up the phone. Oh, I need Pastor Rob. No, you already got what you need. You already got what you need. I'm more than happy to come in an agreement, but I'm not your savior. Jesus is, and he's already saved you from the exousia of the kingdom of darkness. Come on, somebody say yes. So number one, they no longer have authority over you. Kick them in the teeth. Rebuke them in Jesus' name. Don't do it with arrogance. Oh, I'm stronger than you, devil. I had a, a, a 17-year-old kid. Pretty arrogant. He, and his mom was in the hospital. He said, if Satan himself was here right now, I'd beat him up. I would tell him what for. I'd knock him out. Never seen him again. We don't speak out of our strength or out of arrogance. Arrogance is ignorance. We speak out of the authority of Jesus Christ. Amen. So they have no legal jurisdiction over you. You see this storm coming? You better understand. I want you to understand why. Uh, I'm not just preaching another sermon. Heck, I haven't even gotten to the sermon. What am I doing? Listen. We are the army of the kingdom of God. We've got to be conditioned. We've got to understand. We've got to know our manual. We've got to be uh, fighting ready. Come on now. I want you to be tough. I want you to be explosive in the kingdom of God. Yeah, this storm's coming. What did Jesus do when his disciples were in a boat and the storm came? He got scared, didn't he? He said, please, Peter, do something. You're a fisherman. You know the water better than me. No. If Jesus took authority over a storm that had the potential to take their lives, isn't that a picture evidence of the fact that we're not meant to be the doormat for demons. We're not meant to be like a bone in a dog's clench of his jaws. So the first thing is you've been taken out from under their jurisdiction. The second thing is that you have been given exousia to stop the dunamis of demons. There's a bit of dunamis going on right now. Science will say, oh, yeah, well, the conditions are this. Yes, yes, yes. Demons aren't stupid. They know how to make hot air and cold air collide and create. And they know how to blow that stuff, of course. You have authority. And your authority will stop the supernatural power of demons. Now, if you don't believe it, guess what? It's like playing... Uh, cards they will bluff you and if you believe the bluff you show your hand and you lose you've got to believe this in your heart I'm gonna take you to point number three and then we're gonna pray and point number three is this 
So Jesus said, I give you exousia to trample on scorpions, to trample on snakes. Those are demons. You have exousia. You have the governmental authority to stomp on them just like Jesus stomped on them. And nothing, and all over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now watch this. Matthew 16, verse 19. We often hear this scripture, but in a moment I'm going to tie it together. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in the heavens, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in the heavens. Jesus said, I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom. Church, come on, are you getting this? The kingdom of God is now. The kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of power. We've been taken out of the kingdom of darkness. They don't have jurisdiction over us anymore. If you want to live a life where demons beat you up, have at it. But as far as what Jesus did for us, we've been set free. I'm not a bone to that dog anymore. Come on, say it. I'm not a bone to that dog anymore. He set me free. He set me free. And he's given me governmental authority to stop the supernatural workings. So here in Matthew 16, he's saying, I'm giving you the keys. These are the keys. You got to understand when they try to come to you and touch you, it's illegal. It's illegal. And you've got to also understand that it is legal for you to tell them to stop. And because God has made it a, a law in the heavens, demons know that if you know, then they have to stop in Jesus' name. And that's the difference. They know that if you know and you're convinced they have to stop. So what are the keys of the kingdom? Whatever you bind. Stop, devil. You spirit of death over Rebecca. I command you to stop in Jesus' name. You don't have jurisdiction. In the name of Jesus, every side effect, we say no. And we speak life. Now listen, I go from stop to speaking life. I go from binding to loosening. Are you seeing that? Patrick, I see you writing the whole time I'm talking. Good on you, buddy. I, 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 I love watching people take notes. That's awesome. And listen, I'm not a note taker. So if you're not taking notes, I get it. I cannot listen and take notes. Okay, I can only do one thing at a time. <laughs> I'm still trying to master this, you know, however that, yeah. Uh, but listen to me, listen. You got to know this stuff. You got to know this stuff. It could be the difference between life and death. And I've been there. My, my son, my uh, youngest child, he was about three years old in Australia. He, he had gotten osteomyelitis through a, a, a scratch in his knee. He was in the hospital. And they were, had him on drips and they'd given him every kind of antibiotic. And I remember the day, oh Jesus, I remember the day where Didi and I were there and this kid was just lifeless and the doctor came and said, look, he got osteomyelitis 
but obviously there are several other bacterias in there and we have done everything we know how we have pumped every back, uh, uh, antibiotic into his body that we know how and nothing is working to this day because of the amount of antibiotics it affected his back teeth uh, well they were his baby teeth so they're gone but it had affected his back teeth those of you in the medical profession right oh, a lot of antibiotics well, okay so um, and they said there's nothing else we can do now my church Juliet was in that church you you probably remember this and uh, we, had, we, we were used to seeing a lot of miracles. I mean, a lot of miracles. And so immediately when the doctor said this, and I'm looking at my little three-year-old boy, and the spark wasn't in his eyes anymore. I bent down, I said, hey, Daddy's here. And I picked up his hand, and his hand just flopped down. He couldn't even give me a smile. And in my heart, I thought, God, I can't wait to get to prayer meeting tonight because the church, we know how to pray. And the Holy Spirit stopped me. He said, I don't want you to say a thing. I want you to go there tonight and make a sacrifice of praise. How many of you have heard the story of my granddaughter, Ella? And so when Ella, as an infant, had turned blue, and it's almost two hours now, no oxygen, my daughter finally loses it and she says, Dad, what do I do now? And I said, this is where you start praying for Ella and start making a sacrifice of praise. That was chapter two in my life. It came from this experience where I wanted, I was so confident if I get the church to pray. And I don't know why, but the Holy Spirit said, no. I want you to go there tonight and just praise the Father and give Him glory. Julianne, do you remember what happened that night? We were upstairs on the second floor opposite the post office. And we went into worship. And we were singing in the Spirit, singing in tongues. And we danced. It was warfare. No one knew what was going on. For 45 minutes, it was like this victorious shout of war and we're worshiping God but when we first started you remember the law you're gonna say it the, the spirit came up the, the staircase yeah. and walked in and came in all around us we all felt it the, there was this staircase from the first floor and you come up and it brings you to the back of the auditorium we all felt it the presence of God, you literally could feel it come up the stairs and from the back of the room, it started hitting everybody and it came right down to the front. And for 45 minutes, we just praised and worshiped and it was like the sound of war. The next day, I couldn't wait to get to the hospital and our little son was already starting to show much uh, improvement. That's the power. Yes, that's the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We could be today without our son. But I understand I am a marshal in the kingdom of God. I am a ruler. I'm a kingdom man. I am not just human. I am son of man, Alfonso and Mary Scarallo. 
And I am also a son of God. And I have been given authority from Jesus. You have been given the same authority from Jesus. What you bind on earth will be bound. And what you loose on earth will be loosed. So this is what I want to do. I'm going to ask you in just a, a few seconds to stand. And I want you to come down the front because I want you to pray with me. And we're going to lead out. I'll lead in prayer and I want you to repeat after me only because I want you to get into the habit of how to put these words together. Some of you know how to do it. I know that. But for many of you, this is new stuff. And so I want you to repeat after me. And while you're saying it parrot fashion, mean it from your heart. Learn the words. Learn the sentences. Learn how to put these concepts together into words so that you could use it like a double-edged sword and chop the enemy down. I'm going to tell you something. It is war whether you want to be in war or not. And either you will be the victim or you will be the victor. So you might as well learn these principles so that you can be the victor. Can I get an agreement? Come on. Come on. Yeah. What you bind on earth will be bound in the heavens. What does that mean? When you speak it on earth, God will back it up. What you speak is bound What's coming out of your mouth, God will make sure in the realm of the Spirit it's happening. And what you loose, I release the Holy Spirit to whatever the situation is, to heal. I release the Holy Spirit to work in a person's broken emotions. What you bind, you bind demons, you release the Holy Spirit to work. Can I get an agreement? Amen. So I want you collectively as the church the same church that the gates of hell can't prevail against, we have what's supposed to be a hurricane coming. We have Rebecca in the hospital. I want you to stand right now and come on down the front and join me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Start playing Build Your Church. Thank you, Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus Christ. All the glory belongs to God. It's His kingdom. And it's His power. And we acknowledge that today. Let's not get into the typical American mode where we look for our heroes in sports, we look for our heroes in politics, and then we look for our heroes in the church. Don't put me on a pedestal. I'm flesh just like you. But you and I have the same authority in Jesus' name. Somebody give me an amen. Come on. We have power. We have authority in the name of Jesus. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Amen. Now, you just heard last week you prayed, and within an hour or two, Rebecca opened her eyes. And by the way, there's just been one improvement after another. She's greatly reduced from her medication, etc., etc., etc. So, everyone, who's going to do this? Jesus? Amen. 
Now repeat after me. Father, I thank you. It is not my natural ability. It is your supernatural ability. I thank you, Jesus, that on the cross, the blood you shed paid the ransom note for me and for all of humanity. You paid the price to legally set us free. And I am free in Jesus' name. Now, Jesus, you gave me exousia, authority, the token of control. I am your representative. And we speak over Rebecca right now. We rebuke the spirit of death. We rebuke the spirit of tragedy. And in the name of Jesus, we command those demons to cease and desist. Stop in Jesus' name. You have no right over her as we intercede for her. Now, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are in us, you are with us, and you are around us. Now, Holy Spirit, we release you. Go and touch Rebecca. Fill her body with life, with health, with healing. Restore, mend. Make new, Rebecca, be healed in Jesus' name. Rise up and live a healthy life in the name of Jesus and to the glory of God. Now, if you believe that, start praising God that it's happening right now. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, we have the victory. Oh yeah, yeah. In the name of Jesus, every one of us has been set free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the victory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're gonna sing. And then we're going to pray over the storm. But let's sing this song. Come on. Christ alone.
tell me you're going to sing this song this week? Have we communicated? God gave me these three keys. They're not my sermon. Heck, I might not preach my sermon. Who knows? That's all right. I I finished my sermon for the first time in a long time. My sermon was done last night. I was so proud of myself. And then this morning I came here to worship by myself in the... relationship with Jesus and not because anything was bad believe me it was good but it's just the name of Jesus I listen to charity gal and I put her playlist on and I'm just a mess on the floor but I came here this morning again to worship and uh, God put these three verses on my heart he said these are three keys to the kingdom I want you to tell the church the, everything we're singing is in what I preached. There was no coordination on a human level. So how many of you think God is talking to us? Amen. But more, more importantly than that, how many of you think God wants you to know this and become full of this? Yeah. I'm going to pray against the spirit of migraine. I want you to raise your hand if you have occasional migraines. Would you raise your hand? Okay. Okay. Very good. Didi, do you ever get migraines? I can't hear you. Can you come a little closer? You get an ocular migraine? How long have you had that? Just started? Okay. Everyone raise your hand. Didi, raise your hand as well. Amen. Come on. We have governmental authority. Church, we have governmental authority. When a police officer's in the middle of the road and the cars are coming, he says, do the cars usually stop? And that's human authority. You got God's authority. Moronic human beings may not always follow human authority. But as foolish as demons are, they know they are bound to submit to the authority of God. So, just put your hand up again. We're going to pray. I want all of you praying. You have governmental authority, exousia, to say, stop, stop. I don't know, everyone else, I don't know if you've ever had a migraine. I used to get them, and uh, they are from hell. Hey, I used to get them, and they'd start behind my eye, and it was insane, the pain. I want you to feel for these people, and I want you to pray, and let's break the spirit of infirmity off of them. Amen. 
There's someone here from the age of 14. Ever since you were about 14, that's when you could recollect you've been getting the migraines. Everyone put your hand down except for that person. Okay. Trauma. Come, come right up the front. I'm going to lay hands on you. Trauma. Around that age, something significantly traumatic happened in your life. And while you may have never connected the two, Z, I'm telling you that in that trauma, in the wound, in the bruise, this stronghold came in and he said, I'm going to take a place and I'm going to torment her. Migraines are tormenting. So I'm going to ask you a question. Around that age, maybe you were 13, you said they started around 14, maybe the trauma happened a little bit before that. Uh, are you aware of a trauma, emotional devastation? Around what age? Okay, have we discussed this? Okay, so does this resonate with you? Okay, now that's called a word of knowledge. When God gives you information that your brain never got downloaded except by the Holy Ghost. Now, we're praying for every one of you. Every one of you believe for your healing right now. And every one of you who don't have my, ever have migraines, you're going to believe for their healings. Are you ready? Amen. I'm sorry, I know I had you put your hand up several times. Put them up again. Everyone else is going to pray. If you have migraines, put your hand up. Everyone else, put your hand out like that. Now, Father, I want you to repeat after me, everyone. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come against the spirit of migraines. And in the name of Jesus, we command that spirit and the condition of migraines to loose these people. We command you to stop in Jesus' name. And however it came to their bodies, we break the curse in the name of Jesus. We speak healing into their emotions, into their mind, and into their physical body. Now, Holy Spirit, we release the healing power of God to set them free. I command the spirit of migraine. I forbid you to come back in the name of Jesus. No more in Jesus' name. Now everyone give the Lord a clap. If you think this is just a bit of hype, I have prayed for five people that were either near death, they were about to turn the machine off, or dead, and seen them all come back to life miraculously. Why? I can be the biggest idiot on any given day. So why did I see that? Because I believe the Word of God is literally the Word of God. And I dare to believe that what Jesus says is the honest truth. And that over all of these years, God has the ability to preserve His Word. 
The gospel of the kingdom of God is good news. Amen. Now, what is this supposed hurricane called? Ian. Well, we're going to turn it into God's favor. Amen. Amen. You know, the devil can only distort and pervert. And so he takes the natural laws of wind and thermals and he perverts them and causes violence in the heavens. We're going to rebuke it. Listen, since I've been here in Tampa, I think there's been three times, definitely two, three times that we were supposed to get a direct hit. And every time we prayed and every time uh, they went off somewhere else. And one time I said, we're going to punch the eye out. I don't want it to go somewhere else. Just let it be a tropical storm. And that's exactly what happened. So come on. You are sons of God. Repeat after me. I am a child of God. I am born again. I have authority in Jesus' name. It's His power and His authority, but He gives it to us. Now repeat after me as we pray. In the name of Jesus, we speak to the principalities of darkness. We don't come in our own strength. We don't come in our arrogance. We come humbly in the name of Jesus Christ. He is our authority. He is our power. He is our reason to rebuke you. And in Jesus' name, we rebuke this hurricane. We rebuke it. We rebuke the principalities of darkness. And we command you to stop your violence in the heavens, in the atmosphere, and in the name of Jesus, like David and his slingshot, we knock the eye out of this hurricane. In Jesus' name, stop and desist. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, by the power of your Holy Spirit, we downgrade it to nothing more than just a heavy rainstorm. In Jesus' name, what we bind on earth, Father, you bind in the heavens. And what we loose on earth, Father, you loose in the heavens. Now we give you all the glory. Come on, church. Yes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
said you're the salt salt has preserving ability how do we preserve the earth except that we've been given authority to bind and to loose we preserve individuals one at a time we preserve families by speaking over them we preserve communities listen America doesn't need another great president. America needs another great awakening. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I'm not going to preach that other message today. I want us to just, let's worship the Lord. I want to let the Holy Spirit just move. We'll take the offering a little bit in a little bit, okay? Uh, so don't freak out. I'm not going to preach, right? But you guys have convinced me that you stay anyway. In the last three or four weeks, I've done two long ones, and I thought, oh, Jesus, please make them come back next week. And you keep coming back. You show me that you want God more than anything. Amen. Amen. But it's fitting to give him worship. You see, it's one thing to go into warfare. It's another thing to go into worship. See, David was the leader and he was the lover. Jesus is the lion and he's the lamb. And it's so important that we understand that on one hand, one edge of the sword we are sons of God and we have power and authority. And on the other edge of the sword, we're worshipers. See, I don't get embarrassed that I break down and cry. I'm gonna take a line from Joe Taylor. Where's Joe Taylor? Is Joe Taylor in here? He's with the baby? Okay, I'm Mariah. 
I'm going to take a, a, a line from Joe Telly. He said at the men's breakfast, he was sharing his story. And he was just boo-hooing. And he grabbed this huge big box of tissues. And uh, he said, like only he could say it, he said, uh, I don't care what you think. And he's wiping his eyes with tissues. I know how much I can bench press. <laughs> Woo, that's my husband, y'all. On the one hand, we're warriors. On the other, we're worshipers. And if there isn't that balance, we're out of balance. I love talking about my authority or our authority and the power of God. I love the thought that God has redeemed me to get back at the enemy. The mysteries of God, the manifold wisdom of God has been displayed to the rulers of darkness through the church. God takes broken vessels and uses them as first-class weapons against the enemy. Amen. Amen. And we have done warfare, but now we're going to do worship. And, and, and this is going to be church, okay? I'm not going to preach. I already preached. We, we're just going to bask in His presence. Amen. Somebody's clapping because I said I'm not going to preach. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I know that's not why you're clapping. Praise God. I want a move of the Holy Spirit. I want to see every one of you rise up and be giants in the faith. Do miraculous, marvelous, wonderful things in Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship. Who's leading? Church, we believe the only hurricane that we're going to feel is the love of God. The grace and the mercy of our Savior, who's so good, who loves us like no other. Sing, He is jealous. He is jealous for me. He loves like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath the weight of wind and mercy. Just let His love just flow over you right now. When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory and I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. I sing, oh, come on.
grace in his eyes if grace is an ocean we roll let it flow let it flow so heaven meets earth like a not foreseen case my heart turns violently inside of my chest Listen to me. I understand. People watch on live stream. They could think I lie. I exaggerate. You hear me tell stories that I personally uh, was in, although you 
Juliet was able to testify to, to that story, and Dee Dee can. When I said I prayed for five people that were either near death, they were about to turn the machine off, or dead, you weren't included in that number. We're worshiping, and I just remembered. This man had a heart attack. His wife is a, uh, what's your medical? Physical therapist. Physical therapist. Five years ago, I think he's a little bit bigger than her. He collapses on the bed, and she's got to get him off the bed so that she could do uh, CPR. Yeah, ABC. <laughs> when everything else fails, <laughs> ABC. All right, uh, CPR. And so somehow she had to move this big lug off the bed onto the ground and start doing CPR. She calls the ambulance. I gotta tell you, she's a bull terrier. She knows who she is in Christ. She is a fighter, fighter. Someday we'll tell the whole story. But the reason why I brought them up here is because if I'm lying, I'm lying in front of them to the whole church, I would lose all credibility. They had him on ice. We found out later, the doctor said, as far as we were concerned, we had a dead man on ice. Do you remember that? They said, as far as we were concerned, we had a dead man on ice. We were just going through the motions. But this lady, Myself, I went to the hospital, joined her, and Catherine Firearm. And we started taking authority. And in the name of Jesus, five, late, five years later, he's still a big lug. I don't make up these stories. We've seen so many miracles in this church. In fact, so many that I've forgotten many, so many. But please don't look at me as, oh, the great evangelist, I got to have him. No, you got Jesus. Yeah. I'm a chip off the block. Go for the best thing. Go for the real thing. You've got Jesus and he's in you. And if God in the flesh could say, Anything I do, you can do also. Remember, Jesus is God. If God in the flesh can say, anything I can do, you can do also, then if I did it, if this girl did it, you can do it. This is the good news of the kingdom of God. Why is the church just preaching the gospel of salvation when Jesus only preached the gospel of the kingdom? Salvation belongs in the gospel of the kingdom. It's part of the story. Healing, deliverance belongs in the gospel of the kingdom. All these extra benefits are part of the gospel of the kingdom. Listen to this. The guys, I don't have it on. They won't be able to put it on the screen unless they got Superman fingers for typing. The gospel of salvation prepares you to exit the world. Okay? You get saved, yay, I'm going to heaven. The gospel of salvation prepares you to exit the world. But the gospel of the kingdom of God 
prepares you to conquer the world. Amen. Come on, church! Yes! 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 Thank you, Jesus. Now we're going to take up the 